All right, folks, and we're in. It's begun. It's it's unclear if Jen, if Jensen has his microphone positioned correctly. Typically, those microphones don't record out the top. Um, it's really hot, so I have to stay kind of far away. Okay, great. We're yep. we're still dialing in some of the quirks. Yeah. Uh, yep. Some of the kind of the finer details of this. Uh... Well, we've been doing this for so long, people would have expected us to already have all this nailed down. Of um, course, right. And there's a lot of demand for this, yep. as is. Yeah, people have just kind of been overhearing us in coffee shops and passing. Our wives in particular just have been telling us, people yes. people really need this content that you're generating. It's not yeah, fair. Yeah, people need another sports podcast. It's, there's, not, there's not enough out there. Not enough sports is. podcasts. They need to know the things you guys are pontificating about about these um, these athletic teams. So we're here to give the Absolutely. people what they want. We are going to be doing a season uh, NBA season preview pod in the format of one Bill Simmons, um, who Thanks, I'm Bill. sure he wasn't the first person to have a discussion about NBA over-unders, but he is certainly the most popular um, version of the NBA over-under season preview pod. And so we, uh, you know, making sure we tip our hat an homage as uh to the pod father as as he is known i believe jalen rose coined that uh coined that term as the pod father pod father and then uh jalen cool. said i'm gonna keep that espn money though have fun over at uh at the ringer bill <laughs> yeah. yeah hey grantland was awesome grantland was a blast uh, guess who probably um, should the worldwide leader though is offering me one hell of a deal <laughs> yeah. uh, we probably should tell the people who we are sure sure first valid we may uh, while we do think only our family is going to listen to this, we probably should give some names and introductions. If that. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool. that. So uh, my name is uh, Jesse McGowan. I'm speaking here with Jensen McGowan. No relation. Yep. Um, <laughs> Thankfully. No. Uh, brothers in arms for uh, the last, how old are you, 27? 27 years? Are you 26? Yeah. Uh, 27, 27 in, in uh, next month. month. Next month. Yep. So, uh, yep. We have uh, we have just always bantered about uh, the sports happenings in the world uh, our whole lives and just decided what the what the hell let's let's put it down on tape. So uh, try to give it a go. So we are going to be going through the over unders. This is one of those podcasts uh, from listening experience always takes longer than you think it will. But we're going to just uh, we're going to work through the conferences. Start with the Eastern Conference. And uh, if you don't know how over unders work, uh, the you know, the sports books Vegas they set a median line for what uh, they think a particular team will achieve in terms of wins in a given season. So, you know, example number one, Boston Celtics have an over-under of 53.5. So if you think that the Celtics are going to be winning more than uh, 53 and a half games, you're, you know, betting the over. If you think they're going to win 53 or less games, you're taking the under on them. And it's kind of just a little bit of a way to talk about how good you think uh, a team will be in a given season. The, the lines are usually pretty, pretty, are put in a spot where you are, you know, it's not completely obvious that they're going to win more or less games from that. That's the idea. So, uh, without uh, any any other commentary, introduction, uh, introductory thoughts from you, Jens? Vegas usually wins this. We'll just, for the house Accurate. comes to collect year over year. So, as we are trying to give some sort of, prediction um they know what they're doing more than we know what we're doing but we're gonna try our very best to make them 
theoretically pay because sure well, we're not putting a money on well the, you know all these we might games. we might try a cut you know if we're going to each select yeah. two probably things that we feel particularly confident on that we might throw a shackle a shekel not a shackle a shekel or two on those on those um predictions uh you know just some context from the last year briefly um I think I did the count. There were 17 of, you know, of what actually occurred. 17 teams went under their prediction. Or sorry, 16 teams went under their prediction. 14 16. teams went over. So 14 overs hit, 16 unders hit. It's always tempting to select overs because, frankly, lots of things happen in the offseason. You talk yourself into better outcomes for teams, but the reality is the ideal outcome rarely occurs. Uh, I believe personally, I have selected 16 overs and 14 unders, if I'm counting correctly. But there's at least three teams I'm ready to change my mind at if you if you present anything compelling, which you might. Or maybe we're just going to agree on a bunch of stuff. You never know. So, uh, Jensen, let's get this started. Um, we're going to go by conference uh, and then go division by division. Uh, we cool. will attempt to work through the divisions in alphabetical order. We'll see what happens. Um, so let's start it off with the Atlantic Division team number one, the Boston Celtics. Last year's uh, defending, well, second place team, not you know, defending Eastern defending Conference Eastern champions. Conference champions. That's what I'm looking for. Uh, Jensen, yep. what are you thinking for the Boston Celtics over under 53 and a half games? The the Celtics are saucy. Um, recently, if you are in any connection to the sports world by purely even just having ESPN download on your phone. You saw the Ime Udoka news come down that he is suspended for the whole year. Um, details don't necessarily matter to, to this podcast, but they didn't fire him. We kept him for the whole year, so he will be back next year. The some Boston Celtics... behavior, some might say. Yes, yes, some. Not all. Most. You would hope all, but... With the Boston Celtics right now, they started off really slow last year in the beginning of the season. They then came on very strong, bought a Udoka scheme. But right now, the organization culture's got to be a little weird. Yeah, Jesse, you know me, big culture guy. Love, really? love to talk about. I, I value culture. I think they got a, a good coaching staff behind him. I forget who's coming in as the interim. But they won 51 last year. The 53 and a half this year. I am going to go barely, but under. Going I just think it's too much under. overcome. Okay. Yep. Robert Williams had his second knee surgery. They're thin at center. J Tatum's going to get better. You, I think that Jalen Brown would have a step up. Uh, they, they signed Brogdon. He's not necessarily the most consistently healthy off the bench when he was with the Pacers. Also, Daniel Gallinari tore his ACL. He's out for the year. That was a recent signing. Blake Griffin, he's not the same player, but that was also a recent signing. I just think there is enough there to poke holes in the 53, and I'm going under. Okay, that's fair. Uh, you know, for a little context, last season, uh, 51 games. Uh, they were the second seed in the East. Pretty amazingly, last year, both, uh, you know, when you obviously we'll get to this, but Celtics. Bucks and 76ers all won 51 games last year. Um, mm. So it's one of those things where when a conference is strong, you tend not to get as many of those high win totals. Uh, but I actually think last year, just kind of looking historically, was a little bit of a fluke that the 
you know, 53 wins, win, you know, being the best record in the divisions, a little low. Um, right. I think the Celtics are going to come out, you know, in a strange way. They've got a little bit of something to prove with this, you know, people kind of writing them out without this new, with this new coach. Joe Mazzula is the new head coach for what it's worth. Joe Mazzula, yes. Um, interim um, for the time being. We'll see how long that interim tag lasts. But, uh, Jens, I'm going to go over on this. I think 55, 56 wow. uh, wins is certainly possible for this team. Uh, I just, I think historically having one, you know, two to, Two to three teams and, you know, 54 and above wins is pretty common, um, even in some stronger in some stronger divisions. I, you know, I'm I'm just I'm believing in it. I'm going with the over. You're taking the under. We've got our first disagreement. You love to see it. I like it. Uh, right we're going to try and move a little quicker th- um, through some of these teams. We're going to say that now. It yep. probably won't happen because, you know. <laughs> There are 30 teams in the NBA, but we have a reverse one. Jensen going under on 53 and a half, and I am taking the over on the Boston Celtics. Uh, okay, so going to our second team, the Brooklyn uh, Drama Queens, the Brooklyn uh, Nets, as it were. Um, this team has no shortage of just Your Midwest upheaval. just showed. Did it? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, hey, yeah, I suppose we should contextually add as well, because, you know, obviously our family is not going to know where we come from. We're uh, we're both Midwestern <laughs> boys, um, born and raised in the uh, outer northwest suburbs of Chicago. Not um, important. Outside of Chicago, Woodstock, look, Illinois. Neither of us ever I'm lived in, in the I'm city. on the West Coast. We now. really love we love it. Um, but, you know, if you're going to ask me, you know, where's my favorite bakery on Division Street? I'm going to come up empty. Um, I can, uh, I can tell you some of my favorite coffee shops loved my time downtown, but, um, just the Chicago, Chicago suburbs, uh, to be sure. So we're going to probably spend a little extra time on the bulls when we get there, but we digress back to the Brooklyn nets, uh, 50 and a half wins is our over under there last season, uh, went 44 and 38, um, so underperformed by quite a lot. Uh, if you follow the NBA at all, you know, that it was kind of a mess of a season, but I don't know if this season's going to be any cleaner. Um, Kyrie mm. uh, Irving is kind of a head case. Kevin Durant is an in, incredible basketball talent, but has struggled with staying healthy the last couple of years. And they just don't have that much going on beyond the question mark of Ben Simmons, some decent shooting and Curry. I'm going under. Wow. Quick aside, I love that you said we want to speed this up, and then we spent about two and a half minutes talking about growing up in Chicago. Any back to the Brooklyn Nets. I am going over. Over. I'm going over on the Brooklyn Nets. They won 44 games last year. 50 and a half is the line. Kevin Durant missed 22 games. I don't even know how much Kyrie missed, but it couldn't be more. It had to be more than two-thirds of the season, maybe been three-fourths of the season. You're getting Joe Harris back. You signed TJ Warren. You got Ben Simmons on the team is looking pretty good in preseason. You can't put a whole weight Define to that. They ben are Simmons looking pretty good. What does that what does that mean? Is that just he, mean him being on a basketball on the court. court? He's yeah, he's just That's, on there okay. dribbling the basketball. Yeah. He's um he's at the very least showing up. That to me feels like sufficient enough to be better than he was last year. Um it's not saying much. 
So I think with all those factors, the vaccine situation, who knows how it's going to play out. Let's just maybe assume that it is going to allow Kyrie to play home games. Is that still a thing? I New York still has a... I, I'm, I don't think that's a thing this year. I don't think there's any home it, restrictions. I think that's all gone. I certainly haven't heard it discussed at all. I've not explicitly looked into it, okay. but I don't think that's a thing this year. I saw, I saw, it might've been a little old of a, uh, an article that I, I saw. I honestly didn't look too much into it, but Kyrie, whether, you know, the vaccine is an issue or not, he's also just not consistently on the floor, whether it's by injury or other reasons. He, so he might just decide that on. his, his soul doesn't feel prepared to play in a given right. week and just, and just not be there. And he just doesn't seem to care. The one note I had that both made me question my decision and made me feel at the same time, more confident in my decision. This note came out of a, a Zach Lowe uh, article I was reading. Brooklyn with Durant last season was 36 and 19, which is a 54 win pace. If you put that over a whole season. So for me, I look at that and go, okay, with Durant, playing well and with arguably a better supporting cast than he has this year, they were still only on pace to beat this, you know, over under by three games. So I don't think you're ever going to get Durant for a full yep, sure. 82 game season anymore at this point. Is he 35? I think 34, 34, 35. So frankly, I just think if their best pace last year was only going to put them at 54 wins. I just have a hard time thinking that they're really going to be a lot more than that. I still have them having a better record than last year, but I think it's closer to 48 to 50 wins than it is 51 and above. So I'm taking the under. Yeah, I just, it it all depends on health, but I think there was uh, a Joe, Joe Harris. I don't think can be, underrated in regards to what they lost with him the whole year and warren is also a pretty elite scorer he doesn't do much else but he can score the basketball at a high level you still have patty mills um i just believe that um with them winning 44 games and that cast was thrown together a lot of the time i think that they are six games better this season well if they're six games better this season they're still hitting the under so uh, you still feel good about so that? So I over? think I think I think they. You know what? I just recalculated. My <laughs> seven games better this season. Seven games better. He's got. He's, he's calling fives. They throw me he's off. Calling I was, I, I, I was a creative calling... growing up. I didn't necessarily. <laughs> I, would, I didn't excel in that's, math. That's my one way my mother would give me the answer key most of the time, well, so I didn't have to figure out the problem. She, she's very generous. Uh, yeah. Bless right. her heart. So we are uh, moving right along here. Uh, New York Knicks. Honestly, I don't have a lot to say. I don't find them very interesting. I mean, Jalen Brunson's a nice addition, but he seems to me like an overcat, you know, an an overqualified backup, not an excellent starter. Uh, so for me, he might he might bring them some stability, but I I don't I don't get a lot. R.J. Barrett developing. Robinson, Randall, I've never really bought into. The over-under is 38 and a half. They won 37 games last year. I I kind of think they're going to be right around that same range again. I'm going under the 38 and a half. 
We are three for three on the disagreement. I am going over on the Knicks. Oh, right. Do you remember how bad Kemba was last year? I know they ended up benching him a lot of the season. What? 20 games before they gave him out of there? Like, you're right that that he was not good, but I think they didn't let it fester for too long. And I guess you just have to choose to believe was the Randall year where he was unreal, which got him his money. Was that the fluke or was this last year the fluke? Was there a gap and you were good and now you are bad and do you think he's going to be good again? And I would be in the camp that Randall's going to be good again and RJ is going to keep getting better. For what it's and worth, I'm I think firmly th- in the camp of the year that he, you, you know, just irrationally hit fall away three after fall away three with a unconventional jumper as a big man was the fluke. Just, just so I'm on the record as saying, Julius you can Randall have the fall away threes. We'll never you can have, have the fall away threes. Again. Sure. I, I didn't know that you watched that many Nick Nick games two years ago, but you can have the fall away threes. I don't remember those as clearly. I am just a little surprised though, Jess, that you don't have faith in our man Tibbs, who brought us some of our brighter years in Chicago in the last 10, 15 years. But it's all good. Um, it's, it's not so much that I don't have faith. In fact, I what I have come to realize that there are <laughs> you know, three consistent things in this life and they are death taxes and Thibodeau burnout. There's, <laughs> there has been no team that has not gotten better do, immediately do after Thibodeau. Do we know if he found a girlfriend? Do we know if he's found a girlfriend and, yet? No, 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 I'm not saying Thibodeau burning himself out. I'm Tim. I'm talking about Thibodeau burning the people around him out. He's married you to will the game. Always. You will always get he's a better first, maybe even second year out of Tibbs. And then by that third, fourth year, people are just kind of sick of trying that hard. It's just how it's just how it is. And he doesn't have it happened schemes it happened that makes the game easier for people. He has schemes that makes you win more games if you are willing to just absolutely die on the court. And right. if it's just, I just haven't seen it work for a long time anywhere. So, well, I think that will work for 39 wins. Okay. That's, that is where All I right. think it will We're work. We're moving on. I've got the under on the Knicks. Jensen's, for some reason, believing in the New York Knicks for the over of 38 <laughs> and a half wins. We're, Let's go. All right. The Philadelphia 76ers. Jens, get us started. Uh, over under 50 and a half. So same uh, over uh, win uh, over under as the Nets. Uh, last season, yep. they were 51 and 31. Uh, and now they've got uh, that same 50 and a half total this year. What do you think? If MB doesn't break his face again, yep. Which you, if you were to, if you were a betting man just on that, you probably would bet that he won't. You know, just generally. I'd say the odds say you I, typically do not break your face in a given NBA season. Fa- it happens. Yes. It's, it. But carry on. Yes, you, you don't break your face twice. So they. You said this before, 151, it's at 51 and a half, or it's at 50 and a half. Um, He missed 14 games last year. Now, I'm going to say something that I probably have got sucked into every single year at the start of the season. Harden looks healthy now. (laughs) Now, Harden Harden does not look good at the beginning of the season actually in quite a while. So this is actually a variance. Sorry, I should say the excitement for Harden on your team. He has not looked healthy. What gets me excited about Harden being on my team this year is the fact that he does look healthy. And if Harden can stay in the court, if Tobias Harris can just be an 
ounce of the money that he got. My man simply can't hit anything out of 15 feet. And even at that point, it doesn't seem like it's going in. I think uh, Matisse Thibel, Thibel, however you say it, he's out of Washington. Go Huskies. I still don't know how to say his last name. I think he can progress more into a three and D guy. And I am firmly in the camp that the Philadelphia 76ers should not only surpass the 50 and a half, but will be the number one seed in the Eastern conference. That is where I'm at in the Sixers. All right. So I'm taking the over. So all that to say over from Jensen, ladies and gentlemen, we have our first agreement of the evening. Hey, let's go. I think we're taking the over here as well. Uh, Look, do I like putting my eggs in the James Harden basket at, at this stage? No, not necessarily. But I do think he looks motivated thus far. Uh, I think the roster around Embiid makes a lot more sense this year. He He's just got, you know, P.J. Tucker at power forward. Does P.J. Tucker do a whole lot anymore in the basketball court? No, but he stands in the corner. He's He's got grit. And he hits threes at an above average rate. And he is willing to just get in the grill of the guy you tell him to guard. And you put Maxi, Harden, Harris around him. I think Embiid's going to have a huge year. I, he's probably my MVP pick, early MVP pick. Um, You're talking about Tucker? Yes, <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, he's going to be, uh, Tucker's going most improved in his 18th season in the NBA. <laughs> Sure. Uh, and Tucker then, feels like Philly. We're talking about Tucker way too much. He just feels like he, Philly. You know, he does have a he, Miami and Philly. He, he it suits him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm going over there. I think high fifties is very much in range for them. I think Embiid still gives a damn uh, about showing out in the regular season. I'd say yep. that's probably one of my only things that makes me question the Celtics call is that they might think of themselves as a little bit too good for the regular season. You know, uh, Mm. they've gotten to the finals to them. They just kind of feel like they need to get to the playoffs and then they can take it from there. Um, so that's why I'm kind of hoping this coach thing almost kind of pushes them in the direction of proving it a little bit. Uh, because I think finals hangover half the battle in the regular season is just giving a damn every night. So, uh, I think the Celtic or the sorry the Sixers are going to care, and I'm taking the over. So, uh, great. Let's uh, move to the Toronto Raptors, uh, final team in the Atlantic Division. Yep, that's right. Let's Raptors. See. I'll lead this one off. So they're at 48 wins last year, yep. and the line surprisingly with all their young guys, and we know that Nurtrick is a, or um, Nurse is a good coach. Vegas has them at three wins less. Four wins less if you're if you're taking the under, which is a little surprising to me. It's, it's um, three wins less if you're taking the under. Sorry, the half point's killing you, but I'm the half point is killing me. You'll just correct me all night. I'll, I'll be okay with that. You just just let me know where you. I'm wrong. Uh, I'll conf- you, I'll confuse the listeners and then you can you can course correct. <laughs> now I say all that a little confusing as I look at their team. Van Vliet, Tiakum, <laughs> they have. Um, uh, rookie Scotty Barnes last year, um, who looks really strong, um, is is going to be really good in the league for a very long time. They seemingly have a good su- supporting cast with uh, Ananobi. Um, they have Chris Boucher, but amongst all that, 
as I as I plead the case why they should be at least 48 wins. I'm going to go under on them because of everyone in the division that we just called out. It is a really tough division. It's true. And they are a young team. And granted, they're they're only going to play each team four times, and they're playing uh, another division. Um, I kind of looked up the the schedule today, if you didn't know. But to, so it'll be a total of sixteen games within their division. I don't know if they win half of those. They probably maybe only win five of those. It's just tough. So for for that reason, just because of the division that they're in, I am going under forty five and a half for the Toronto Raptors. Okay, I get it. It's fair. Uh so the last, so as you said, last year they won. Uh, sorry, just got a another notification that uh, Patrick Mahomes just threw Travis Kelsey his uh, fourth touchdown of the game. Fourth touchdown of the game, and might have fantasy implications to me. It's great. Oh my gosh. Uh, okay. So, anyways, moving on. That's crazy. Might edit that out later. Might leave it in. Uh, yeah, it's it's good so, little variant. As you said, Raptors forty eight games last year. I think interestingly. Their over-under last season was 36 and a half games. So yeah. they beat their projection last year by 12 games almost. Mm. Uh, which is, I mean, it's, and again, it's not their projection. They beat, their, they beat the line by 12 games last year. Uh, and so I think, you know, a nine-game increase with Scotty Barnes in his, into his next, his next year of development, won Rookie of the Year last year, has some real a lot more areas of the game he can grow into just in that second year of Mm -hmm. experience um Mm -hmm. i think their coach is great nick nurse you're right that it's a it's a tough division but i kind of just think they they could pretty easily just have the same year they had last year record wise and that's still that that over hits i don't think that over is really asking too much of them I think 48, 47, 49 games is really in play. Uh, so I'm, I'm giving them the over here. I'm not, I'm not mad at it. Here's what the Raptors are going to do. They'll either win 43 games or they're going to win 56. They're either going to crush their, their total again and just be the team. Because one of these teams are talking about, they're going to be like, oh, it's right around there. They're going to be the Raptor, the Raptors, <laughs> the Raptors of last year and crush their total by 12 games. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know if they're going to do that again. I think the Sixers have a better chance of killing their, their line than the Raptors do. But I do think the line that they got is fair. And I think they, I think if they just, they can, they can redo what they did last year record wise. And then that overhits. So uh, I feel pretty good about that one. All right. Yep. So that's the Atlantic division wrapped. Uh, let's see. That only took us 26 minutes with, with a lot of introductory fluff in there. I feel like we're, yeah. we can, we're going to start to feel our rhythm a little bit here. Necessary. Fluff. But we're, uh, we're going to bog down immediately. Maybe, maybe not. And <laughs> yeah. talk, uh, we get, we get to the bulls and, and we, we say we're going to bog down <laughs> and talk about our, and talk about our Chicago bulls. Uh, that's a good one. You know, it's, it's such a funny thing. It's one of those uh, those perspective biases where when you go like, we want them to be good. We enjoy the Bulls being good. But it's really hard to see them being anything better than the eighth best team in the yeah. East. That kind of seems like their ceiling. I mean, the Heat, the Celtics, the Bucks, the Sixers, the Raptors, the Nets, 
and probably the Cavs, probably the Hawks are all going to be better than them. I think that makes them the ninth best team in the – I think if they have a great season, their ceiling's seventh or eighth. Or seventh – Yep. Seventh – I don't even think sixth is in play for them. I just really don't. They finished as the sixth best team last season, and three of the teams behind them, Nets, Cavs, and Hawks, I think all got appreciably better. All that being said, uh, they won 46 games last year. Hot start, rough finish. Uh, they're, they're over under is 41 and a half, a game lower than last year. We're getting all these lines from uh, from um, DraftKings. DraftKings. Thanks for the sponsor. That's the one. Thank you to our sponsors, DraftKings. Um, sorry about the. Sorry about forgetting your name for a second. Uh, but uh, we really care about you. You know, I just all that being said, a lot of other teams got better. I don't think the Bulls are going to be a below 500 team. I, ju- yep. I just don't. And so if they're going to win 42, I think they can win. I think they can win 44 games. I don't think they're going to be great. I might be asking too much. I might be thinking that DeMar DeRozan can have another season that he just doesn't have in the tank anymore. But I think a full healthy Levine season, if you can get it, the ball injury sucks. But if Patrick Williams can just find some fire in his soul to just play with a little aggression and you right. get a little more cohesiveness, a little, you know, last year was the first year of all these guys playing together. I don't think that was really talked about much. Like, Yes, they were. It was like a surprising amount of success, especially early, and that was with a bunch of new pieces, you know, or young pieces, really all playing together for the first time. Like I, it's not crazy to expect a little extra cohesion, a little more flow to things, a little less breakdown of the offense, and just needing Demar to just bail you out over and over again. That's what happens when a team doesn't know how to play together. Is you just need that guy to bail you out. They should have some more familiarity, some more flow. The ball injury is the big kink in the works. If he doesn't come back at all this year, they're probably not hitting the over. But if he can come back for the second half of the season, if they can start strong, if he can come back to the second half of the season, bolster the team a bit, I think 44 wins is there. I'm going over. Man, we're such homers. <laughs> if, if the way we talked about this team just now, if it was any other team, we'd be taking the under. Because the reality is, is that Lonzo was such a pivotal part of our hearts, our hot start. It was like also kind of the only down, shooter too. That isn't. Right. It he, wasn't a. That would, wasn't like a ball handler like a DeRozan or a Levine. Or a Levine, totally. Because Caruso wasn't shooting. Dosuma was a fantastic surprise. He will get better. Vucevic had a down year, but he's in his I don't know eleventh, twelfth year in the season. He's been in the league for a long time. DeRozan is on his second year of his deal. Levine coming off of getting the bag you would hope that he would necessarily just kind of be good with who he was i got my money but try to progress billy donovan seemingly got the most out of these guys or at least you know maybe more than we expected and and so to your point more cohesion another year camaraderie you know uh, the off the in the locker room stuff you know good vibes you know i'm a vibes guy jess and i think there's good vibes surrounding this team you mentioned that before <sighs> if lonzo doesn't come back i still think that they will be 42 wins love it on the year i can't wait to have both of us just have our our 
I, our hearts absolutely I, dashed on the rocks it, of the Lake Michigan. Listen, we just haven't done this long enough for, in our professional career. I'm talking about podcasting. Of course. To be able to make a unbiased decision. We're cheering for this team, watching oh, this team okay. all year long. So guess what we're going to do? We're going to cheer we're gonna for do. We're going to take over. the over. We're going to take the over. I'm probably going to put some money on it. it. I mean. I won't be following your suit, mostly because it's illegal in Washington. On to the Cavs. And uh, last note on the Bulls. I really don't think Levine is the type that once he's got that money, he's content. He still plays like a guy who's trying to prove himself reputation-wide in the league. He's not He's not Carl Anthony Towns. Towns got that money yeah. and hasn't hasn't worked on a jump, you know, a hook shot or footwork since he since he got that first paycheck. Sorry, Carl Anthony Towns, if we ever interview you later in our, our careers here. <clears throat> yeah. Um, we'll worry about that later. Uh, just just a random shot at Cat. <laughs> just just, un, just <laughs> unwarranted. Just an absolute unwarranted it, shots fired. He, he he is one of my least favorite players to watch. In the, him, Harden, and Pat and, and Pat Bev. I just don't enjoy watching any of those guys. So he is and up there. Grayson I understand Allen. it, but he didn't. <laughs> oh, it was Grayson Allen, not Pat Bev. It was no, Grayson Allen. No, Bev, Bev's in Grayson that list Allen, too. Listen, if children weren't listening to this podcast, I would call Grayson Allen a word, and um, and I, I don't I don't like him very much. Santa Claus. Uh, <laughs> okay, so as you said, I, all that to say, I was trying to just give Levine a compliment. I think he still he still got the urge, but we're both taking the over. You love to see it. Yep. Moving on yep. to the darlings of the transactional offseason. Your uh, oh my gosh. Your Cleveland. Didn't this line feel low? This line felt low to me. And high at the same time. I, so we're looking I mean, at, at the Cleveland Cavaliers here, traded for Donald yeah, Mitchell. Yeah, yeah. Um, yep. If you didn't know, Darius Garland really kind of came into his own last year. Shooter, playmaker, great. Uh, second overall pick last year, Evan Mobley. It was last year? Two years ago? Two years ago. Two years ago. No. No, last, last year. year. Sorry. Last year. Yeah. Him, yeah, Kate Cunningham, Evan Mobley, Jalen Green, yeah. That's the one. And then Scotty was right after him. Yep, Scotty was four. Uh, so they've we'll, got we'll Evan Mobley, who's got a really curious. refined game, great defender, Jared Allen. Their small forward position kind of doesn't exist at the moment, but they uh, last year win total for the Cleveland Cavaliers. What do you mean it doesn't exist? Hold on. What do you mean it doesn't exist? It's Mobley. Not their small oh, you forward. said small, small forward. forward. Small oh, forward. Small forward. Oh, okay. Sorry, I think he's a power forward. Maybe very confused for a second. Ark Okoro. Maybe Dean Wade, attorney at law. Um, <laughs> so anyways, your Cleveland Cavaliers, last year, uh, their record was uh, 44 and 38. I couldn't believe, actually, going back, that they won 44 games last year. I do not remember them having winning that many games. Um, they were really good. They had their over, their the over-under last year. season was 26 and a half, so they beat their, their over-under last season by almost 20 games, which is pretty incredible and pretty unheard of. Um, I kind of think that they're going to have a pretty similar season. Mm. I think, I think, I think they're going to win games Donovan in a different the way. Whole makeup of your team. He does. He I think they're going to win games differently. I don't think it's going to, they're going to win the same way. They won last season by having one of, I think they had a top five defense. I don't remember exactly where they ran, but they had a top five defense. Donovan 
Mitchell has been a part of top five defenses because of Rudy Gobert, but he's never contributed to a top five defense. Now, that being said, Mobley and Allen are about as good of a facsimile as you can get to Rudy Gobert. I just, I think 46 to 47 wins for this young team, new pieces. I'm willing, I guess I'm just saying, I, I'm willing to be a year late on the Cavs. I think there's so many good teams that have proven it already. That top five of the East has proven it. And for the, I just think it's a year early for the Cavs to just vault into the 50 win category, just given how young so many of their core pieces are. So uh, I'm, I'm under on the Cavs, 40 to seven and a half. It's not that I don't like the team. I just think they overachieved a little last year. And now I think this year they're kind of going to appropriately achieve and, uh, and hit that kind of 46 to 47 mark. We, we, we both b- believe that the Western conference is a better conference, correct? More competitive. Ah, uh, I don't know if I agree with that this year. Okay. Well, let's just say, I, I actually think you do. And, and I understand for the, for the sake of this, this exercise that you, you might go get, but I think at the end of the day, we would conclusively say the Western Conference is a tougher conference. These those are harder wins. You know, from what? top to bottom. I'd say I, I'd say out of the last ten years, I'd agree with you, nine of those years. But I just so if you look at the Western Conference, there's at least three teams that are not trying to win this year. And if you look at the Eastern Conference, there's maybe one team that isn't trying to win this year. So totally fair, but the lower to middle and then kind of that mid higher tier, that is probably a little more overall depth. Like if you were just to say your 10th, you know, your 12th team in the West versus your 12th team in the East. Yeah. I'd say they're probably better than the East team, but it's as, it's as balanced as it's been in a long time is my point. Between the Pelicans all the way down to the Blazers, which include the the Lakers and you could say, you know, the Timberwolves or or, or maybe because I also think the Kings will be better this year. They're going to be on the bottom half of the West. They're they're not a blowover. There are the Thunder, the Rockets, the Jazz. Absolutely. They're bad. But the fact that like we'll talk about the Lakers. I know we're jumping ahead of ourselves. I, I made all this point. Maybe let's backtrack. I asked you that question because the Jazz won 49 games last year. Yep. Big part of that was Mitchell. They were a fantastic oh, last three years. Fantastic regular season team. Conley, Gobert, Ingles, Bogdanovich. Now he's coming to the Eastern Conference, but I think just a little weaker. I don't, I don't think it's the the parity between conferences has been larger. It's been a bigger gap. The West was like five years ago when the Bulls were good. West was in so much better, so much better. There was. The you know five teams in the East that you maybe would want to put up to ten teams in the West. Well, now he's coming to the East and he has not Gobert defensively. I'm not making that argument, but Mobley and Allen there. That's comparably those two players. Very good defensive front court. You have Garland who has been score first, but has had to in times adapt because he had Sexton with him, who was only score first to become more of a passer. Well, Sexton was injured last year, so Garland took in that role. Well, no, Donovan's coming in, much more dynamic player. If you remember, Donovan, very good defensively and came into the league. I don't know what happened, 
I'm not arguing he's going to become that guy all of a sudden, but I think, yeah, I think it's based a little late the, for that. But well, I mean, but it was he was very good defensively. It's it's almost as if he stopped trying. It kind of doesn't make any sense. This has been well documented with uh, Ryan Rosillo amongst other people in the basketball world. I just believe that the pieces that are there, they establish themselves as a core. You throw Donovan in, he isn't the Steph Curry. He isn't this amazing teammate. He's very ball dominant. I just believe that he will get you an additional four wins that you didn't have last year because Mobley got hurt. They kind of went up and down. I just think you're forgetting one pretty important factor here, though. Kevin Love. Now, they lost Laurie Markkinen. They lost. I forgot. The Swiss knife, the Swiss butcher. He's, he's my breakout. Swiss, sorry, Swedish. Swedish? Uh, Norwegian? No. I think he's Swedish. Maybe he's, he's Finnish. A, he's a big, tall, white guy. He Scandinavian. Yeah. I, bl- I yeah. think he's actually Finnish. Um, no, that's good. That's good. That's, that's, hey, that's a fantastic counter by you. Thank you. That is strong. You know what? Country Changing of origin. Country of origin. Finland. Finland. Sorry about that. I called him both Swiss Swedish and Norwegian before I called him uh, Finnish. And for that, I apologize. I, I, I don't think anyone from any of those countries are going to be uh, too offended with you. I think I we're safe. I think you underestimate our international uh, reach. <laughs> you're, you're probably wrong. Uh, I'm going to take the over. He's taking the over after much pontification about mm-hmm. strength of schedule. He's going over. Strength of conference. Strength, strength of, of conference. Well, that's strength of schedule effectively. That's, that's true. All right, let okay. me take this next home. We're onto the Pistons. Yep, let it let it rip. I love the youth in the Pistons. They yep. really are a very fun team. Cade Cunningham, they have Jaden Ivey coming in. They have my guy Isaiah Stewart from Washington. Go Dogs. They have Killian Killian Hayes, who we all want to be better than he is. I'm still I'm still holding on to him with Kevin O'Connor. Um, I think I'm missing some of more of their key players. Who am I missing? The oh, uh, Sadiq Bay, additionally, all that to say, um, I think they're going to be awesome in the future. I think they have a really good building block. Um, Bogdanovich is there, Bogdanovich is there. Is Jalen Duran there? Was that was that? I think that was another yep, rookie. That, they took that, was a, that was a trade, they uh, 13th pick, yep, something like that. I think that was, yep, backup center. So they're Record like last I can, year was I can, I can hear already. You want you want the over on this. I can hear it already. I, I, I actually don't. I want the under on this. Their their record last year, 23 and 59. The over under is set at 29.5. I just don't think they get to 30. Like I love that I really like their youth quite a bit. I just think 30 is really asking a lot. And we just talked about the conferences kind of evening out. Cleveland, Bulls, Milwaukee are all with them. They do also have the Pacers in their conference, which, which they'll get to, or are not very good. But I just, I don't think they're worth seven more wins to get to 30. Look, I hear you, but uh, sometimes you just in life, you've got you've to believe in something. Uh, <laughs> okay. I'm going to believe in Detroit. For what reason? I, I, I mean... I don't know. I've never rooted for Detroit a day in my life. Uh, but Shout I think Gary. year Shout two, sorry, fam. Uh, year two, Cunningham. I think Ivy is a big upgrade of position where they needed it. Um, I think 
look, it's a lot of young guys that you're kind of counting on some development. If Bogdanovich can play, I saw something that he maybe is recovering from something. I don't know exactly. Uh, he's recovering if, from being traded to Detroit. That might be it. That's what he's, rec- that's uh, what he's recovering Bog- from. Bogdanovich uh, could provide some nice veteran stability if he can actually be their starting power forward uh, to kind of just corral. But Cunningham already plays under control. So to me, Cunningham's not that erratic already. He he's already really is the, composed. He's already the decision maker. He's already composed. Totally. He already sets guys up. He's not just this erratic scorer. He's not a rookie. In, or he's not a young player in the way that like your Jalen Greens are or the way that your Anthony Edwards were, where they're just all this bursts of energy sure. and they don't totally. really know what to do with it yet. Cunningham just he's he's already a calming presence on that team. And I think, you know, I I just think they're gonna overperform. 29 and a half is look. It makes me think I kind of wish the line was 27 and a half because 28 games feels a lot more realistic. Sure. Uh, but I think they can, I think they can get there. I'm giving them wow. the over. Giving them the over. Okay. All right. And oh, uh, we next forgot about team. the Marvin Bagley resurgence. He's also on the Pistons. Forgot about that he guy. He didn't even show up on my For depth chart. Sure. Oh, yeah. He's under there as MB3. Wow. <laughs> Shout out. Uh, shout out Sacramento Kings. Shout out Vivek for drafting yes. Marvin Bagley, second overall in the Luka Doncic draft. That Awful. one's going to hurt for a long time. The Bears might yeah. have drafted Mitch Trubisky over Patrick Mahomes, but at least we didn't draft Marvin Bagley over Luka Doncic. Hey, you know, in NBA terms, we got MJ and another team passed up who – who was it? Number two. Was it Portland? I think it was Actually, Portland. that just really bummed me out. We kind of did draft Marvin Bagley over Luka Doncic with that uh, Trubisky over Mahomes thing, hey? Oh, yeah. We drafted him over Michael Jordan. We we drafted Mitch. It's not. It's it's better I, than I'm Luka. not ready to it's, call Mahomes Michael Jordan, but I think calling him. Okay. Call him LeBron. Call him, call him the. I'm, he's I'm, already, to, I'm calling him Luka. He's, I'm calling him Luka Doncic. Okay. That's fair. Yeah, I'm I mean, not, that's I'm not, not an here. insult. Not here, any, yeah. no, I mean, it's not, it's, calling, it's not an insult. You're right. Young player, incredible resume, hasn't won the big thing yet. Has Wait, Mahomes won a championship yet? No. He yes. has. Yeah, yeah, they he did. Has. No, that's not quite right. Yeah. But in any case, yeah. let's move along to uh, our f- uh, fourth team in the Central Division. The strange Indiana Pacers. Um, oh, this is my, this is my, these, these, this team, there are a couple teams that fall in this category. Can I, can I interrupt you and then hand it back to you? No, just take it, take it and run with it. Cause I they, have really very little to say about the Indiana Pacers. I, I, I love the, the, the teams in this, in this category. There, there, there's a couple of them and we'll get to them, but they are in the tanking for French Vic category. They have Halliburton. And they buddy healed Chris Duarte solid and they have miles Turner. I hope they trade three of those guys. They probably will trade three of those guys away to get the, the alien. Some people call him getting tanking for, for French Vic, whatever, whatever nickname that you want to Wabin Yaba. I can't even say his last name. He's unbelievable. Wimbin Yaba. He looks insane. And the Pacers are, have secured their spot in trying to get the top three spot, which all, which all have even odds at 14%. They have the same amount of ping pong balls as top three teams. They will be one of the three worst teams in the NBA. And I'm smashing 
you might be able to lock me in at 23 oh, and a half on we, the under. Uh, so just kind of as a as a side note, uh, Simmons and his various cohorts have uh, they've coined the lock. I mean, there's plenty of people that you know use the lock, but in their pod they call it you know their their lock picks. I think is what they say. They call it, you know, lock, call it a lock. Yeah, locks. Something call it lock. locks. I'm uh, lock we're calling man. it the we're calling it the take my money uh, take my category. Money. Take like my it. money. Um, so Jensen is putting himself down for a take my money on the Indiana Pacers under Jensen. This is uh this might come to surprise you. Um, I think I'm taking the over on the wow. Pacers here. Wow. Over wow. under 23 and a half. They it's won 25 games last season. Here's, here's my thing. Did they really make themselves that much worse between last year and this year? I don't think they're a very good team. Don't get me wrong. Now, sure. they severely underperformed last year. Their over-under last year was 42 and a half, and they won 25 games. That's brutal. But here's my thing. Rick Carlisle is yep. not a coach uh, yeah. that knows that my, that I've ever been able to observe has been willing to just suck as a team. Uh, he is a coach that is about development and really strict discipline sure. and systems. I don't think when he took the Pacers job, he was taking a job to for a tank. Their owner has never been one that really wants to tank. And I kind of think unless, unless, now here's my caveat, and granted I don't get a caveat in this moment because I don't get to the information, but my caveat being if they do not trade, my, you know, um, uh, where's my where's my depth chart here? I'm just playing. It's a bonus. If they do not, if they do not trade Heald and Turner this season, I don't think they're winning less than 22, 24, you know, in that 22 to 26 yeah. game range. Now, if they sell, if they sell the farm in the first month of the season and Turner's gone and healed is gone and they just say, Hey, look, Caliburton, Chris Duarte, uh, Matherin, you guys are, this is what we're building with going Matherin, forward. Then that's one thing. Then I think you're right. Sure. Then they're throwing it down there for, you know, the French Vic as the, as you, affectionately mm -hmm. like to call him. Mm -hmm. But if they don't, Halliburton, Duarte, Heald, Jalen Smith, Miles Turner, that's not just the dregs of that. That is a very average to below average NBA starting roster with sure. some guys on the depth chart. TJ McConnell, is he a game changer? No, but he plays his role really well. You know, you've got Bennett and Matherin under there. The red, the roster gets a little rough past that, but I just don't know for sure if they're just the lock for the worst record in the league, the way you think they are, and so with that, I kind of, you know, there's always a team that you know, basically wins 22 games or less every season, and kind of only one. It's pretty tough to get. It's a pretty rare season if you get multiple teams sub 20. The last I don't know actually the. Last full season we have with this 21-22 season, and then in 18-19, the Cavs, the Knicks, and the Suns were all under 20 games. But I think that's a little bit of an outlier. Last season, there was only two teams under 23 games. You had the Magic and the Rockets under, 22 game, under 23 games. So I kind of think that they're just going to be a little too competent to be that bad unless they get rid of Turner and Heald, which they might. I think Carlisle has been watching Pop over the last couple of years and has seen, oh, 
He's better than me. And he seems kind of content with developing some young guys. And now they're looking at this uh, never-before-seen prospect. The best prospect. And prospect is the word. We have to I, just don't think, prospect, I just not, don't think the prospect, Pacers think like that. They just, they've never pros- operated that way. They like they, being okay. They, they have to. They have to in order to be. And I think you sell Rick on, hey, if we are, if you take one year, we, if we get assets that we can for healed and for Turner, if, for, you know, whoever it is, trade off McConnell. Look, if they trade you know, those guys, you're right. But I just not, I'm not convinced they're going to trade those guys. I didn't know you were Indiana Pacers historian. I wasn't aware of that, but I, I, I will say that. I believe that there's moves coming for the Pacers. It's for the reason that they traded Sabonis last year. And sure, they got a shooter, but I just, we don't need to spend any more time on them. But we we need to move on from the Pacers. But I just, I'm not so sure that they're, they're just, they're doing that. Their owner's like in his mid 80s. And if they commit to a rebuild, he'll never see it. So, uh, Moving on to the Last Milwaukee team. Bucks, um, the consensus favorite probably in the East, but uh, not by win total. Um, right. I think this one can be relatively short from us. You know the Bucks. You love the Bucks. Giannis is one of the best NBA stars of the last decade. He gives a damn and uh, just plays his heart out every night. Uh, I'm going over 52 and a half wins. They won 51 games last year with some bad injury luck. I think the only thing that keeps them from going over is them trying to be a little more conservative in the regular season. But uh, I just think they're going to win more than 51 games. It just feels too low for how good that team is. So I'm going over 52 and a half. I don't need to say anything more. I am also going over. Great. All right. Southwest division. Uh, I think you have more thoughts about this team than I do. The Atlanta Hawks. Mm-hmm. Um, 43 wins last year, a disappointment. They were under by four games last year. Line this year, 45 and a half. So two less games. What do you got? Um, I don't know why you necessarily think that I have more, more thoughts than you probably have the same amount of thoughts on, on the Hawks. I, uh, I think they're on under- guy. Um, just on my fantasy team. I, I like, I, I like, Trey, I don't like John Collins. I think DeAndre Hunter is he just can't stay healthy. I think he's solid when he's out there. Um I I I honestly don't have have a lot to say. I just think they're gonna be underachievers. They had the hangover from going to the Eastern Conference Finals two years ago, came in the last season, very lackluster, kind of picked it up. They were what, the eighth seed last year, ninth? ninth seed last year i forget exactly how they how they panned out they were the eighth seed they they faced miami in the first round uh, and they got I beat up during the play-in game okay ninth and they played into to play miami yep. so yeah i think i'm taking the under on 45 uh they were 47 and a half going into the 21 season uh they won 43 games they could certainly be three games better um as they kind of get one more year. I can't forget if John Collins is in a contract year or if they paid him, they may have paid him. I I, I can't remember. Um, Clint Capella's there. He's really solid. So it, it just depends really on Trey. 
if Trey becomes just he, I mean, he's a fantastic shooter. He's a solid passer. He's such a defensive liability because of his size. So if he gets stronger, if that was maybe more of a focus, then they could totally hit the over and be kind of a 46, 47, uh, you know, 48, 49. I'm stronger. Mind is tough. He might be able to hold like, two water bottles at the same time. <laughs> he's just he's a, he's a small man. I'm just taking the under here on the Hawks. Taking the under. Okay, that surprises me a little bit, if I'm going to be honest. Um, I kind of thought you were more of a trade truther. Uh, you know, this is this is the beauty. You get to learn something new about Yeah, family. yeah, yeah. This is, Love this it. is great. Um, yeah. So, a little surprisingly, I'm taking the over. Uh, okay. And it's, it's in part because of somebody that you didn't even mention at all in any of your soliloquy there. They brought in one of the larger offseason moves of the of the year. They brought over mm. um, DeJounte Murray from the Spurs. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. Um, DeJounte Murray really expanded his offensive game last year as a distributor, as a scorer, but he is also known as one of the better guard defenders in the league. Now, I don't think just one guard defender makes your team good defensively, and the Hawks were a bit of a mess defensively last year. But I think... He comes in with enough reputation. I think he was an all-star last year. Um, He comes in with enough reputation and enough just kind of skill in his own right that Trey is going to have to play off him a little bit. I think that's a good thing. I think his overall just kind of uh, presence on the court is going to help on the defensive end. You know, it's always tough when your best player on the court doesn't play defense. It's hard for the rest of the team to buy in. Uh, I think that's just kind of a consistent thing is it's unless, especially if he's such a high usage player that most of the time you're not getting the ball in your hands at all. He's a different kind of distributor than like a Luca. It's he's more of a Harden as a distributor. It's kind of assists on his terms, not assists in the flow of the offense. Um, So I think Murray coming in there, like you said, Hunter staying healthy, developing a little bit. I like Collins' game. Capella, if he can stay healthy, he's a stabilizing force defensively in the middle. They have good depth overall. Bogdanovich, they brought in Holiday. Uh, they brought in one of the Holidays this year. I think they had a Holiday. Brought in another Holiday. Aaron. Always yep, good to have a couple holidays. holidays on the team. <laughs> yeah. No, the, two Holidays the make one, a Drew. But... Did two Holidays make a Drew Holiday? You and Aaron hey, and, a, they... and a Justin? If they if they can become a singular person, I mean, but not and when both really, the nail in the over coffin for me, Frank the Tank coming in. Oh wow! I didn't third even, string center. I forgot. Just bringing in the Murray. touch. Sure, I, sure. But, but it's forgetting Frank the Tank. <laughs> bringing in Kaminsky, really. So all that to be said, I don't think it's a big over. Uh, I think 46, 47, 48 is possible. Kind of. I think they do what they were supposed to do last year a little bit. Uh, but I'm taking the over on the Atlanta Hawks. You Great. want to change your pick, or you feel you, you hanging uh, hanging tight on that under? We can change our picks here. Look, I I think if someone presents a compelling oh, case, oh good 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 so as so. as such as such as I have, <laughs> I so, think I think so you'd be a fool not change. to consider it. Sure, 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 sure. It was definitely considered. It is not that I forgot DeJounte Murray in my preparation for the pod. It was just in my discussion around them. I don't think that Murray elevates them. If he does, 
it's to 46, 47 wins. It is just above. I don't think they get to 50, um, but they have a four game buffer there, which is certainly possible. I'm going to keep the under. I'm going to keep that. Even though I forgot to say Murray right now in my deliberation beforehand, I'm going to believe yep. that I was thought through enough where I knew that I considered that. Was, that. So that I'm was, staying. You're under. saying in your subconscious, you had considered yes. it. And yes. all right, he's committed. He's in. Love it. He's in. All right, great. Um, let's keep going here. Charlotte Hornets. Charlotte Hornets, uh, kick us off, Jens. Charlotte Hornets are a tough one for me. They won 43 games last year. I would argue overachieved. Um, they went ahead and um, added Lamelo's brother, massive addition to the team, LiAngelo. Wait, did they actually add LiAngelo? I missed that. Yes, LiAngelo is now an, an active member of of the Hawks. Um, Terry Rozier has been really solid for that's, them. That's not um, even like on the NBA's list. Are you sure they did that this offseason? Yep, yep. I see, I see him right here. All right, um, PJ Washington, Jalen McDaniels all really played well. Kelly Oubre, you know, more of just a guy out there, but he's a guy that you can play. The question mark for me, Miles Bridges, he has a domestic violent case that is currently in court. He hasn't played any of the preseason games, to my knowledge, up to this point. It seems was, pretty unlikely he's going to play in the NBA ever again. Yeah, yeah. It it was. I mean, that's that's maybe a little bit of a presumptive statement, but uh, sure. No, it's not great. We'll say that. No, it 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 does not look good. Um, and he was Lamelo's the future, but he was their best player last year, arguably. He was one two. He was really he was, yeah. Good he was right year. there. He was he was kind of one B, I think. Yeah, he he was very good. Um, which I think is part of the reason why the line is so low. I mean, Vegas has them at thirty five and a half. They're one forty three. I mean, that's you know eight and a half games below last year. They're tough. They were probably the hardest team for me to to try to figure out where to land. I'm still gonna take the over. Um, okay. I think, I think that there's still enough young pieces there to make it happen. Um, it, there is definitely a version of this story where they are bad out of the gate and they all of a sudden just go, you know what, let's just keep being bad. And you know, they tank. Um, but I'm going to take the over at 35 and a half. I think they win 36 games. Uh, and yeah, I'm taking the over. Taking the over. Uh, yeah, you kind of hit the major talking points. Gordon Hayward, always good when he plays. Oh, yes. Just doesn't play that much anymore. He just has had a career ever since leaving Utah, just beset with injuries, starting from yep. his first six seconds as a Celtics or whatever it was when he just ex- his ankle Awful. exploded. Uh, and he's just kind of never come back from that. Uh, I'm taking the under on this one. I think these are g- they are going to be one of the pretty bad teams this season, and I actually have them uh, kind of earmarked as one of those teams that midway through might try and start dumping talent to see if they can't uh, do some uh, some Wimbanyama hunting uh, towards the end of the season and get those odds up. So I think Lamelo Ball is pretty much the only player they're effectively that attached to maybe book Knight, He was a recent draft pick. Cody Martin's got some scoring upside. PJ Washington's been okay here and there, but I think they're pretty unattached to most of the players on this roster. 
And if it starts poorly or if there's an early injury to Hayward, I think uh, that they could they could pull the plug pretty quick here. So it is a it is a under for me on the Charlotte Hornets, um, and I feel pretty good about that one. It's a borderline take my money. I haven't I haven't fully decided yet, but it's a borderline. Uh, okay. So that was our Hornets talk. We took a small break to ha- hear a word from our sponsors, uh, Sherry and Hugh McGowan. Thanks for sponsoring yeah. us. Thirty two. Thank years you, Whispering Winds Kennel. If you would like a free night stay <laughs> over a weekend, <laughs> use promo code. Use, use the promo. <laughs> two and four at the discount <laughs> checkout. Send, tell oh, Sherry yeah. that we sent you, and I'm pretty sure she'll throw in an extra night. If you use the code JMEN, Sherry will probably give you 10% off of anything. She might invite you to a weekend church retreat if you play your cards right. Just maybe. All right, so we are going to keep rolling here. Uh, the Miami Heat of Southern Florida. Last year, <laughs> <laughs> little, ge- little, little geography for you. <laughs> Just a little, little geographical update in case y'all still wondering. Sure. Jesse's a walking into the ocean. Yet. He probably picked up on it. Yeah. Uh, so last year's win total 53. The number, the su- a surprising one seed in the East. I don't think a lot of people had Miami as the one seed. Just a funny team of talented guys that nobody's, I don't know, you'd be hard-pressed to call anybody on the Heat a top 10 player. Jimmy's probably a top 15 guy, somewhere in there, 10 to 15. And then you've got some, Two you got Jimmy. Bam's probably a top 20 guy, uh, and you've got Lowry sitting in there, you've got Taylor Hero, Hero just, just got uh, his new yep. his new extension, and then they you know the Miami Heat have been able to develop role players like no other team in the league except probably the Spurs in their prime. But uh, you know, I kind of think that's going to be a tough a tough repeat for them. But the line this year is uh, we're looking at forty eight and a half, and that's a tough line. Uh, what are your thoughts on the on the Heat this year, Jens. Coming off of 53 wins, it's at 48 and a half. Um, personally, I have them at the over. Uh, I think they're good enough to sustain. Um, Duncan Robinson falling off the face of the earth last year was pretty confusing. Yep, it was a little unusual. Uh, when you glance at their roster they have someone named nikola jovic and that for a second you feel like it's nikola Djokovic, and you go wow Jokic. when did when did they when did they get Nik- who's who's nikola Djokovic, jens who does he play for uh well i'm gonna be honest i probably also hard said the j we're making mistakes on the pod tonight it's okay nikola Jokic, and you have nikola jovic and uh, you feel like he is either a brother or the same player and he's someone that you probably will you'll never care about but there is enough structure in place. Spolstra is the Very best, one of the best coaches in the NBA year over year. Um, what is in place works. So I'm going over on 48 and a half. Uh, yep, that's that's all fair. I am going to call under on them just because okay. somebody's got to lose games. Yeah, uh, I think that Lowry is older. He, sh- how he had some 
he had some time away from the team for personal issues last year. Theory, he should be more consistent this year, but he's another year older. So is Butler. There's just, you know, some of their important guys are pretty old. Uh, you know, Bam is young. Hero's young. Udonis got- Haslam, young. <laughs> Haslam. Keep, no, Let's as, get him as more Jalen Rose time might say, keep, keep getting them checks. Keep getting them checks, what pe- man. What petition do I need to sign to, to get Udonis Haslam on the floor? That's what I need to say. That's or, or just nineteenth or just, season. Just make him a coach. 19th. Like, what are we doing here? I don't think I don't think he's logged an NBA minute in two seasons. No, there's, uh, there's no that's, shot. Locker room guy. That's that's neither here nor there. Uh, so I'm going under on the Heat. I it's not that I I dislike them or think they're bad. I just I just I just don't think they they get the same outcomes this year. I think they overachieved last year. They had the exact same over under last year. They hit the over, and this year I'm just gonna say they hit the under. Sorry, Heat. All okay. right, moving on to your Orlando Magic, uh, owners of the number one overall pick this year, Paolo Vanquero. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big F1 fan. Didn't know that. Great, love a good F1 fan. Did you not see this clip? He went to an F1 race last year, and a reporter came up to him trying to get his attention. Vanquero, and he's yeah. And he started asking him, he was actually still a prospect. He hadn't been drafted yet. And he started asking him questions. And he's like, what's your name? What's your name? He goes, uh, Paolo. And he goes, oh, and he walks away. And he goes, the reporter, as he walks away, he goes, it's not Mahomes. Have <laughs> <laughs> you not Did seen this, this guy clip? Think Mahomes was 6'10"? He thought no, he was I haven't seen Mahomes. this clip. Uh, find oh, it it's incredible. That's incredible. Yeah, it's Somebody good. Somebody mistook Paolo Vincaro for Patrick Mahomes. I mean, yep. I'm, I'm just not, not a lot there. there. That, that's great. You love it. I it's mean, like, yep. there's maybe some Polish guy who just who just really didn't understand the size of NBA players. Saw some curly hair and just just shot. You know, took a shot. What can you yeah. do? He took he took a shot and he missed. <laughs> and he missed. Um, it was an air ball. Uh, all right, so the Atlanta Magic, Magic uh, line at twenty six and a half this year. They were twenty two mm-hmm. and sixty last year. And some might say they overachieved. Um, but it's another year with Franz, Franz, Franz Wagner. Uh, I think mm-hmm. Jalen Suggs had about a, a you know, a t- the lowest potential outcome season as you could have for him last year. It just never clicked. He was kind of hurt the whole season. It was just bad. Mm-hmm. I think he improves. I think Franz can improve. Fultz just seems like he'll never get healthy. You don't know if Isaac is going to stay healthy or get healthy or play again. You don't know. I think they've got a young team that's going to develop. I think that they might have a few more wins in them. I'm going to just say they eke out the over at 27 wins and take mm. the over. Okay. The magic are huge. Bobo, Mo Bamba, Wendell Carter, Wagner. <laughs> I like how you started with Bobo in that list, as if he's well, going to be the most relevant of their length players. Well, I, if you if, if you, he if averages you more my, than eight minutes chart. a game, I have the. Uh, I'll make that bet with you if you want we, that he's yeah, not going to average more might, than eight minutes a game. We might have to make that bet. He when I he started off with height. He is the tallest individual on the roster. Sure, at okay. at, the, at at least the largest wingspan. Jonathan Isaac, 6'11", Franz Wagner, 6'9". You have the other Wagner brother on there as well. 
and then you have Boncaro. They're they're just huge. They're they're massive individuals. And so you you rolling out with Suggs and you also have Terrence Ross, who's veteran. He's not going to push the needle, but he's nice on their roster. Are you sure Bobel's on that team? He is on that team. As well as Markel Fultz and Jalen Suggs and Cole Anthony, who played really well, well above his ceiling, or well well above his floor, maybe what he expected from him, not above his ceiling. Well, maybe above his ceiling. I don't know what we expected from Cole Anthony. If someone plays well above uh, their floor. Is that an achievement? What happens when you play above your ceiling? Where do you go from there? I do you that's, create a that's, new that, ceiling? That's when you go into the, the Michael Jordan quote where the ceiling is, the roof is the floor, the ceiling is the roof. No, that's what he said. The ceiling is the roof. And Paolo Bencaro looks like Patrick Mahomes. All that to say, I am going to ha- I'm going to go ahead and take uh, the over as well. And I think they okay. are a 27, at least a 27 win team. All right. Our last team in the Eastern Conference, the Washington former Bullets, the Wizards, mm-hmm. Washington Wizards. Uh, initial thoughts: uh, thirty-five and a half is the line. Yeah. They won 35 games last year. Injury plague season for Beal. Um, Chris Stapps came on late. They didn't really play him much. So they're gearing up for a full season of Porzingis with Beal in theory healthy. Uh, how you feeling, gents? I don't feel good about the Wizards at all. <laughs> I, not, not one, I didn't even know Taj Gibson was here. Uh, Porzingis, Kuzma, Rui... Corey Kispert, I, listen, I don't know that this roster is winning 40 games. I wonder if they get back to, I have a sneaky feeling that depending on the season starts, they are getting off their guys to also tank for French Vic. I, I, I have brought up the tanking part for teams that maybe have, have no regard for tanking, but I just believe that, um, this prospect is is unbelievable. I'm not, I'm obviously not alone in that, but I think that teams will do some crazy things this year to to try to tank to get in a position to draft him. I think the Wizards are sneaky one of those teams. If it starts going poorly, the Bradley Beal contract, some would say, is impossible move. We have said that before about NBA contracts, and they have been moved. Um, so I am taking the under on the Wizards at thirty five and a half. Um, I don't like them. I might be one of my locks. I haven't decided that, but might be one of my one of the take my money picks. Okay. Uh, it's just hard to really get excited about anything they're doing. It's almost it it it's almost like Beal doesn't even really care that much if they're very good or if they win. I I mean that's maybe too bold of a statement about a professional athlete. I think they all care in some regard, but. I just, he hasn't proven to be super impactful to winning. They won 35 games last year. I think the conference is as tough as it's been. I'm not counting on Porzingis staying healthy. I'm taking the under also. Uh, yeah, just not, not that excited about the Wizards. Under on the Wiz. All right, that concludes the Eastern Conference portion of our... Uh, of our NBA preview over under pod. Uh, We'll be back with the Western conference in a moment. Okay. We are going to move this over to a part two for the Western conference preview. 
So jump over to episode two to continue our NBA season preview over under podcast to keep listening. Thanks.